Hey, Brian Bandrock from the Verve Pipe here, and you're listening to The Anthony Rogers Show. Republican Anthony Rogers has no previous political experience. Rogers, a comedian, is well known for a podcast called The Anthony Rogers Show. Hey, man, this is Tommy Chong, and right now you're listening to The Anthony Rogers Show. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's Carol Baskin, and you are listening to The Anthony Rogers Show. Hey, y'all, this is Kevin from Candlebox. You are listening to the funny man, Anthony Rogers. Hey, my name is Alex Sulkin, writer of Ted and Family Guy, and you're listening to The Anthony Rogers Show. Lucky you. Stay till the end for two acoustic songs by The Verb Pipe. You've heard of, like, book burnings, like, in history class or in the past, but today books are being banned. And um, I'd like to bring a book that was banned by Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, several other places from pressure from the CDC and Big Pharma. Um, the author, who has been a frequent guest on the show, and one of the biggest episodes, I think, uh, actually, uh, the 5MD3 episode, uh, Jeff T. Bowles would like to give away a free book to Anthony Rogers Show listeners or viewers or however you're consuming the show. Uh, he's gathered together 16 fascinating mysteries about COVID-19, the Spanish flu, that nobody could ever explain, uh, sometimes for 100 years or more. Like uh, This one's my favorite, where uh, people in Alaska... We're dying from the Spanish flu except this one little river village, about 150 people, uh, where nobody got sick and uh, people dropping dead all around them. No one ever knew why for like the last hundred years. And then Jeff uh, figured it out in this book. It solves all 16 of the crazy puzzle pieces. And um, once you know the one secret that runs through all 16 mysteries, you'll be 100% protected from COVID-19. And uh, nobody had to die from COVID-19. Just sit. Just go to freecovidbook.com and he'll send you a free PDF copy of this amazing book. Welcome back to the greatest show in the entire universe. Um, today we have a legendary guest uh, from a legendary band. Uh, I've known this band for a while, not personally, but just like being alive and being on the radio. <laughs> um, uh, well, we have Brian, the weed singer from uh, The Verve Pipe. How are you doing, brother? I'm all right. Thanks for having me, man. No problem, man. Thanks for those uh, song. Those are awesome songs, man. Like, do you, I was going to ask you like kind of a typical question, but do you, do you get tired of playing the freshman? Like, is that like one of those songs you're just like, man, I, that made me a lot of money and blah, but like it's kind of annoying to play? Or are you one of the there guys was a, like playing? There was a time when we were tired of playing it, and that was just because we were, you know, tired ourselves, you know, and and um, but over the years, I've realized that um, that it's touched so many people. Uh, and that it really kind of buoys you when you're on a stage. It kind of, you know, we know it's a point in the show. We typically play a couple hours uh, shows. So uh, normally in the show, and we don't wait till the end, by the way, if anybody ever comes to see us. We're, we're not the band that comes out for the encore and plays the freshman. I mean, we'll put it in the middle so, you know, the old school fans can enjoy all the songs and the new fans can just hear the freshman. But uh yeah but it's a point where i know in the set that everybody's going to be into it and uh and we feed off that energy and it and it's a very nostalgic place that it brings people and that's a nice thing and it's a nice it's nice to be part of people's lives you know 20 25 years ago especially you know i think it's a very honest observation of it man i think it's uh it's powerful to have a song like that in pop culture i bet you know like uh like, I mean, to me, and, and I think a lot of the guys I talk to, like, uh, like just in bands that I know and stuff, they'll get, they'll get annoyed that not every song they write's that song. <laughs> but, but I mean, right. and, and like, you still kill. I mean, you, you just got, you guys just had an album come out. Like, when, when was your album? 
release? Uh, we just put it out, oh, geez, a couple weeks ago. So, you know, and singles have been going out, you know, for the last six months. But yeah, I mean, you got to keep moving. I mean, we, we, we make albums for ourselves and the old school fans. I mean, there are fans that were fly by night. They came on when the album Villains came out and then they, they kind of left. Uh, and then we had a movie, we had a song in the movie Rockstar called Colorful. It's the end of the movie song. And that brought a lot of people back. Uh, and so, and then we've, since then we've kind of maintained that crowd. And then we put out a couple kids records for fun. So we continue to put music out, you know, no matter what it is, acoustic albums or kids records or rock records, you know, it's just a matter of staying creative. That's awesome. Um, where did the band name come from? I couldn't find that anywhere on Google. Anymore. Our well, our first guitarist came up with the name. He was in the band for four months, and and it was just <laughs> it was this weird night of you know the the CD artwork had to be done the next day, and so we were up until midnight. We had we played shows as these two different bands that we were in. We separated two bands and formed this, this super group, and so we'd play shows as this one band, and then we'd play shows as this other band. And finally, uh, the guitarist just stood up and he said, we're going to call it the Verve Pipe and, you know, and screw anybody that doesn't like it. And, uh, and so we were like, all right, I guess that's okay. And then we, uh, so we named the band that, and then he left, you know, and he left the band a few months later and left us with this horrible name that no one could, you had to pronounce it twice to people. They're like Verb Pipe. People still call it Verb Pipe. And then there's the confusion with the Verve, you know. So it's like this ridiculous name that we've stuck with for 30 years now. That was, the, that. that was my actual next question about if you got, if you got confused with the Verve along. I, as a consumer, I see a lot of people confuse your guys' bands. I'm a music nerd, so I know the difference. But, like, but, I, but I feel like a lot of people that aren't like super into music like uh like they, they confuse your band with the verb a lot i noticed that like my wife did actually when i asked well i was like i was like all hyped i'm like man i got, I got this i got this guy from the verb pipe on like i'm like all hyped. i'm like bragging thing i'm like thinking every like she's, she's like she's like oh oh is that that bittersweet symphony song or something yeah. i'm like i'm like oh my god I'm we like, get like, it every we get it every single day and numerous times during the day and you know we make fun of it i make fun of it on TikTok. i mean i mean if you look at look at our TikTok page you'll see uh I make fun of it on Instagram, Twitter, everything. I mean, I, I call, I, I don't call people out in a bad way. I just, we, we just, you know, my, like my Twitter bio says something like we're the band behind the freshman, not bittersweet symphony. That's by the verb, but what the fuck I take credit for it anyway, you know, that, <laughs> so hilarious. it's, we kind of, uh, we make a joke of it. And because honestly, it's a, both songs are great songs. I mean, they I, I love yeah. the verb. I thought storm in heaven was a great album. Yeah. And uh, and Urban Hymns, same thing. So you know, there's no, and we've met the guys, and there's no heart feeling. I'm feelings. I'm sure that they had it worse than we do because you know they were a credible English band, and I'm sure they had a bunch of teenagers and probably still do that come to their shows wanting to hear the freshmen. You know, so <laughs> I feel bad for them as well. But That's... we've had people come to our shows. We had a four year old daughter of somebody come, and she held up a sign, a handmade sign that she had made that said, "Please play Bittersweet Symphony." And of course, we don't play it. And afterwards, I, I, I just I felt terrible, you know, for this poor girl. I, I actually, and I was upset with her parents. I'm like, "Oh my God, can you guys do some research, please, before you make your daughter make a sign for the wrong band?" Yeah, I buy tickets and everything. That's a commitment, you know. The no research—that's crazy. That's a yeah. huge commitment. The uh, the guys from Bowling for Soup always tell me that they, everyone thinks they wrote Stacy's mom, and then what they what that's they eventually. Funny. 
what, like, what they mix up fountains of Wayne with uh, Bowling for Soup. And what they eventually did is they cover Stacy's mom now. So people like yeah. even, even on Reddit threads and stuff, and I like post like clips from an interview I had. I'm like, they didn't do this song, blah. Like uh, people will still argue. Like I saw him like like blah blah blah, and they played this song. I'm like, yeah, because like so many people thought that it was just a weird situation. They so many people think that they did that song. They they cover that song like live now. Well, we we've thought about doing the same thing. I mean, perpetuating the perpetuating the confusion is not necessarily a bad marketing scheme, right? <laughs> I mean, we I would say we probably sell ten percent more records because people think we did we were the ones behind Bittersweet Symphony. The funny thing is, is like when you think about the hits, you think about the you know growing up and and you know in the seventies there were a lot of one hit wonders and people know us for the freshman and that was such a huge hit that you could consider it to be a a one-hit band but you throw bittersweet symphony in there and then you go well look you know they're they had two songs and so we have people defended us in that way which is <laughs> our, so their confusion is is our benefit <laughs> that's so funny that's that's hilarious it's gonna be funny to see on the inside too man like uh no it's, it's weird because I, I hate people that call bands like one-hit wonders and stuff because like it's, it's usually people that never did anything it, it, not to be rude, right. but it's like, but, but it's like, oh yeah, you only had like one massive hit song. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, I mean, like, good, like good, that's everybody's dream. You did what everybody's trying to accomplish. My generation, I think. Like, well, music. the funny thing is, is that people, you know, the thing that doesn't bother me about it is that we really we set out for a successful album. I mean, we wanted to have a successful album, and we sold five, four or five million copies of that record. It's crazy. But we didn't want to like make the same record you know a yeah, lot of bands so. will go and make the same record it's just like that's not interesting to us so you know let people think what they want to think but you know after we made the successful record we're like i can do anything for the rest of my life now why would i want to go and revisit that same thing how much money you know how much money how much fame do you really need i don't know i'm one of those guys that are that is like there should be no billionaires in the world like it's the it's ridiculous that people have that much money you know so it's like yeah well i'm, I'm enjoying my life i get to i get to make music with my best friends and we travel the world and we play concerts and we keep making music it's super fun man I think that's why people insult guys like you because they want that they want that for themselves and they don't have that you know it's like almost like a projection of like their insecurities yeah, probably that could be it that, that's how i view because you're in the public you're in the public eye so i mean people are just gonna say insane shit to you all the time you're you're now like yeah. insanely positive insanely negative i mean do, do you have you any know, of those like kind of fans that kind of kind of just like you're like what the fuck like, like you you guys have like crazy rock fans like back in the day well, we now, always or? have we always have people who are critical and that you know as soon as you as soon as they somebody makes you angry or frustrated they've won sure. it's like it, it i get you know i make fun of people the criticisms online all the all the time too like i'll take a screenshot of somebody's uh criticism when i when i snap back at them in a funny way or whatever and then i'll post it on social media and i just got some mileage out of what you just said you know what i mean so it's like <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't bother me, man. The only thing that matters once you have kids or your kids. That's that's all I care about. You that's know, if somebody comes story. around my kids and says shit, they're gonna get a fistful. What do your kids think of your band? Are they? Or do you think it's cool? Or are they one of those people like, oh, my dad's in a band? Like, I'll, 
I see a lot of like rockstar kids. Like, well, they like it. They, I think they like it sometimes. They like it when like like their teachers all know the band because you know we live in the town. We live in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where the band oh, okay. is from and where I grew up. So we're here, and so all the teachers all used to come and see us. And I could tell you stories about their teachers, frankly, uh-huh. uh, but I don't. Uh, but you know, so they're, I think they like that side of it sometimes, but they're not particularly fans of the music. You know what I mean? They're, they're 16, 11 and five, and they're all kind of into their own thing, which is great. I mean, I've learned a lot from them of what's hot right now, you know? Oh, I bet. Yeah. I know having kids, it's like that many young kids is is like a almost test demographic of what's being scoped out there by kids. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Like, uh, no, I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy. Your band kills, man. I can't believe like like this is like one of my. I love that I'm able to even talk to guys like you on the show, man. It's kind of a, it's like crazy that like uh, bands of your caliber do this. But uh, so where do you see what, what's kind of the plan right now? You you trying to tour right now in this crazy ass world? Or are you trying to record? Yeah, more, well, like- we. We do tour, but, uh, you know, everything got canceled because of COVID. And so, you know, every band is trying to get gigs now because it's really hard because so many bands want to go out. And unfortunately, our demographic is older and those people don't want to go out to shows unless they have to. Young people, they go out to shows and they love it. So, you know, we have to play to, you know, half houses, half full, but that's probably more responsible with COVID anyway out there. So, you know, uh, and then just so we're on the road and and playing and satisfying the urge of the music fans to see us live, that's that's the most important thing. So we'll never stop doing that. That's awesome. What are some bands you like liked as like a kid or like kind of got you into music or being a musician or something like Oh yeah, I was a huge Elvis Costello fan of the police and I was a really big XTC fan of the Beatles and everything that had that great mel a great melody and catchy verse to it. Elton John, I was a huge Elton John fan when I was a little kid, you know. Um and still am, you know, I'm still a fan of those old records. Also a big fan of like the Harry Chapins because I finger pick, you know, that's what the freshman, it's all finger picking. So that's, I learned that when I was, you know, third or fourth grade. And that was by listening to James Taylor records and lifting the needle up, like learning a little phrase and then putting the needle up and moving it back a little bit and the same phrase over and over and then trying to figure it out, you know. So I know those uh, records intimately for sure. Yeah, so it was weird watching you uh, play music. He's like, you're one of those guys you could just turn it on. Like I was like, I, I mentioned that briefly, like before recording, but like, like, like you're just a guy that like it seems like I don't know this. I just literally just met you through through Zoom. But uh, but I'm saying, like, but I'm saying like, yeah. uh, I, I feel like um like like when when I watched you play those two songs, but you literally just like could turn it on. You went from like, yeah, here's this, here's a like uh, yeah, this song uh, means this to me, blah, and, and then went into it and just killed it. Like it was crazy. Like uh. Well, I can I can comment on that. The fact that you know we're not a shoegazer band, you know, Um, we we never were. We were always a very entertaining rock band, and we had a really great reputation back in the day. In fact, Edwin McCain just just hit me up on TikTok with this. He made a video uh, for his people talking about me and our band that we're on TikTok and and how great you know the live show is. But we just take it seriously. I take every performance seriously because people are spending, you know, for when people go to a concert, they're getting babysitters, they're coming out, they're spending, they, they have expectations. And I'm not going to sit up there and stare at my shoes. We're going to entertain you. We're going to tell stories. We're going to have fun. We're going to have fun with each other playing. And the band is going to be great. 
If the band is not great, they're going to get an earful at the end of the night from each other. We call each other out, but that rarely happens. It's important to be great and to be on every time, no matter if it's one person in the audience, you right now, right here at this moment, or I know you have more followers, but I'm just saying, (laughs) or uh, thousands of people, you have to be on all the time, you know, so. Is that hard to be on all the time, you think? It's exhausting. What was exhausting? That's a great question because what was exhausting when we used to do the kids shows, that was exhausting because we would play an hour kids show and our kids shows are full on rock and roll and, you know, four part harmonies and the whole thing. And you can't let up the gas because kids get bored and then their parents get upset, you know, that they came to something where their kids are bored and they don't want to stay. So we were in those kids faces all the time, that whole time. And then we would go play a two hour show that night for adults. So that was the exhausting time. And that was the hard, it was getting so bad that I had to say, okay, we we can still make kids' records for fun because they're a blast to make, but we're not going to tour on, on the kids' shows anymore. So we don't play kids' shows anymore. Greetings, listeners of The Greatest Show on Earth with Anthony Rogers. What is up? Do you shop to support small businesses? Do you like a quality cup of coffee in the morning and care about the who, the where, and the how that goes into that tasty morning brew? Well, check out our family-owned specialty coffee roaster, Tubbs Coffee Roasters. I'm Jason, the founder and roaster at Tubbs, and we source and roast only specialty-grade and organically grown coffee with the intent to blow your mind. We offer subscribe and save options where you select from all coffees in our shop, choose a weight and a delivery frequency, and fresh roasted coffee will be delivered to your home or office. Orders $30 or more get free shipping as well. And for those bad mofos ready to subscribe and save now, let us know you heard this ad in the box in the shopping cart marked special instructions to the seller and we'll toss in a free 12 ounce bag of one of our core blends that's right free coffee tubs coffee roasters.com there's still a lot of artists in film and music like once they have kids like kind of like uh, getting into like the kids industry of entertainment as well is that kind of what happened to you like you're like okay well i'm starting to have kids i can relate to kids now like sure well i mean that that was the you know that started it that was the impetus of the whole thing because i had kids but it's because i took my kids to another show and i took my kids to the ballet and i took my kids here and there and i saw everybody that i realized everybody that buys their kid one t-shirt uh or everybody that buys their one kid a t-shirt they're going to buy all their kids a t-shirt so i thought well we we can double triple quadruple our merchandise sales if we put out a kid's record and we did and we sold you know, Sirius XM picked it up and we, they played the hell out of that record. And, uh, we sold a, we sold a shit ton of records, kids. records. I mean, it just works and t-shirts. We still sell more kids merchandise than anything else. You know? Well, yeah, they're the, they're the largest consumers in music and art and, and general, yeah. I guess they have, they have their parents' budget. I mean, if I, if, I, if my mom bought me records still, I'd have, I'd have a lot more records. <laughs> well, they, you know, they call that unlimited, you know, you, when you have disposable income, your kid's disposable income is typically their parents' you know, yeah. money. And kids don't even know what a CD is, but we still sell CDs because they want to leave a show with something that the band signed and that, you know, that kind of thing. So we sell a ton of kids' CDs still we don't sell any adult cds yeah yeah it looks like country music and kids music still sell cds it seems like i feel uh, yeah it's weird to think about but awesome i mean well yeah because i mean you are 
you do want a physical piece of like a, like the experience you had and stuff. And I think that like so I think that's I think an autograph goes a long way. I mean, I used to I used to be like that when I was like a kid. And like I tr- try to get yeah. everything signed and all that. That's crazy. I still so, don't, I don't understand the I still don't understand the appeal of uh, I understand the appeal of you know meeting Bruce Springsteen and getting a picture with him and getting an autograph. But you know bands random bands that you go to see or whatever. Uh, for a fan that's something that's just escapes me that you got me to sign something i don't know what that i'd rather i'm like i'd rather walk away with a decent five minute conversation with somebody than get a signature you know what i mean i think i was never one to take pictures i'm never one to do i mean i i take selfies with fans all the time but when i'm in a room full of celebrities and people that i've never met i'm the last guy that would go hey let's do a selfie that's just i mean i've never just not my thing but I can tell by your vibe. Yeah, I know you seem like that for sure. But I, I think it's the difference between like, like, like uh, what, what the internet so far calls like content creators and then the people, the consumers. I mean, I think like, uh, like, like you want to be the guy creating the art, you know? You don't, you don't want to be the guy like, oh man, look, I was in the same room as someone really fucking successful. You want to be the yeah. successful person. I think, I, yeah. I think that's what like most artists are like. They, they, they like, it's almost annoying to have more famous people around. You know, it's it's, it's like a anno- it's it's like annoying when you're not the most famous person around. <laughs> like, yeah. like for a lot of artists, it seems like. Well, the other thing too is that you you know once you know when we hit when we really hit and we were in the top of the world you know the top of the charts <clears throat> meeting all those celebrities was uh was intimidating at first but once you get in there and you realize they don't really want to talk about music they don't want to talk about movies they want to talk about what's going on in the world or whatever they just want to have a normal conversation of what oh where did you eat yesterday i ate at this place it was pretty good oh really where is that place that kind of that's the kind of conversation they want because they talk about music and movies all the time you know so if you just yourself it's super easy you know? i think that's the secret is like um, authenticity like being being your true self will take you far and whatever you're dealing with or whatever field you're in, you know, always being authentic is the most important thing. I think I so too. Man. I think that's the contest is like, who can be their real self, the best in art. Yeah. That's almost the contest. <laughs> yeah. So what was that's that true. like? I mean, like, what is that like? Uh, like, like blowing up, I guess you, you were in music when music was like, re- I, cause music is different now, I think personally. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but I mean, I think like you were in a time where like, I mean, if you were established for 1998, I mean, you were basically, I mean, you, you had it made. I mean, I feel like, like you said, you could probably just piggyback off that forever now. I, I mean, and I think that like, and still, I mean, still, you, like you said, you're still selling records, but and stuff. But I mean, that was like the pivotal of the music industry. Like you blew yeah, up. Yeah, well, we had the time. You have to had have had the goods. You know, you had to write good songs, and you, you know, the bands that sold the records off of the one song. You know, if if like for instance, we had Photograph that was a pretty big hit for us. You I know, think Villains to too. Four or five. I, I think Villains was a pretty big yeah. song too. That was pretty big too. Yeah. I mean, from my perspective, like you, you, you had probably about five or six like big songs. I think in different times of your career, in my opinion. But I mean, you've lived it, so I mean, you probably. Lived it. Yeah, but I. Well, yeah. Thank you for that. What I'm saying is though that you have to be able to have the album of songs. Like if you're if you yeah. sell an album and the only good song out is the song that they heard on the radio then your career is going to be done. Like we, we, we raise the bar early. We still have that high bar. And if something is not good enough, we keep it off the album, you know, and we work on it. Yeah. You came out strong. Was there like a moment you like, you were like, I made it, man. I don't need to work at Denny's anymore or whatever, whatever your previous job. Oh, sure. Yeah. What what was that moment for you guys? Or for you i mean for me personally i i worked i used to work at a sporting goods store and i was able to quit that job you know i used to string tennis rackets and you know sell golf clubs and all that shit. and uh and to be able to call in and say hey this is uh, uh my band just got signed and we're going to be going on tour 
and to not get any kind of reaction from anybody everybody was like okay we'll send you your paycheck you know that kind of thing and you're like god damn it i thought this was going to be better <laughs> you know, i thought i was going to get this rush what felt good was being on the road later and then coming into the sporting goods store and having everybody make a big deal all the customers make a big deal you know that was fun but that gets old i get so old real yeah. quick you know no, I imagine, yeah. You Sometimes you just want to go in and buy sporting goods. I mean, you know. Yeah, no, I think that's like a curse almost to be that. To like to be like Kurt Cobain successful or something would suck. You oh, know? that's but, ridiculous. But but that's, internet fame, internet fame is yeah. awesome because you just close the laptop. You know, what I mean, you just be like, uh, yeah. like, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna close this laptop and just go outside where no one knows. Yeah. Me. <laughs> go where <laughs> you are. Go where you are right now. Yeah, exactly. it's, yeah, it's perfect. Know? I love that kind of concept. Like, I couldn't imagine fame before the internet because like, there's no off switch. I mean, you didn't have an off switch, like, or you still don't really because you like you were established that rush before Napster and all that. So, I mean, I think like, I think that's important in pop culture. And I think like, um, and some people got out of, some people were, were able to establish themselves afterwards, but I mean, not nearly at the level, like, I mean, not nearly at the level those nineties bands were, man. Like you, like you, you were in the right time, right place. Plus I had the right talent. It seems like, you know I mean? Like you had, you had to be good. Otherwise you wouldn't have, ma it wouldn't have mattered. Well, but, we but, were the last group of, I think musicians who wrote their own songs and who made their own records, you know, and didn't, you know, go to these places like the matrix and buy a chorus for a song and, you know, do all the calculated things. I mean, that group from, you know, from Cobain in, in 91 through 98, 99 was a really good group of uh, bands that were great musicians and that could have just sustained being great musicians, you know. And also that was the time of the big budget album. So, you know, record labels would put 300,000 hours into your recording and then you know they would spend 200 grand on a video 300 grand on a video you know and more and then so they put and then they give you tour support so you can always be out there and never lose money i mean that i think those days are over unless you're katie perry now you know yeah you gotta do these compilation festivals now like like in yeah. the 90s people would just go to a concert with like two good bands and like i mean they still do sometimes but it's rare now like yeah i know it's weird like they're doing all these like weird 360 deals and all these weird like uh like oh, terrible deals yeah like terrible a deals. yeah man. yeah I, I could you're basically a circus bear slave at that point like, like that's what it seems like to me like, I, I, I mean I, the the 50 50 deals and the 360 deals essentially they're getting you know they're getting their cut of everything back when we were doing it you know they weren't getting any of the t-shirt sales they weren't getting any of the ticket sales for the live shows these 50 50 and 360 deals are terrible deals for bands because they're dipping into everything you know i always recommend people don't do it. in fact i recommend recommend to every band just to do your own thing run your run your band like a business don't worry about the record labels because they're going to throw you out there and if it doesn't work right away they're going to drop you and then you've wasted all that time build your fan base and run it like a business that's what we do and, and we we haven't been signed since 2001 and it's been going great for us we make <laughs> a lot more money now than we did back then that's you know awesome. when the like record labels taken 90 percent of the profit dude. yeah and then you're splitting up the 10% between five guys. That's ridiculous amount of money that you're not making that you should be. That's theft, really. I mean, it's just stealing. I mean, that's what, yeah. that's, that's what it seems like. And it's weird because, like, I, I don't think um, in your generation, like, when you like you were signed, like, it mattered to be signed. Like, it doesn't matter now. Oh, well, yeah. I, they can't really oh, no, do anything matter. other than get you, like, better yeah. I, iTunes placement, maybe. Like, that's, yeah. like the, that's the only thing I can really see them do at this point. I mean, they're, they're basically just latching onto these successful kids 
Like when these kids were going platinum, like all those SoundCloud rappers were going platinum in like 2016, they were yeah. eating those kids alive, man. They were getting those yeah. like si- they get a 16 year old with like millions of views. Like here, I'll give you four million dollars. And they're like, yeah. whoa, four million dollars. And, and like yeah. they would just like make so much money off those singles, like Gucci Gang and like uh, all those like they, they ate those kids alive, man. Like, yeah, it was, it was I mean that's you know see. the record label thing was such a big deal in the mid early and mid nineties, you know, after the Seattle scene happened and we sure. were so concerned about getting signed, getting signed, getting signed. And once we got signed, we changed I mean, we sold seventy thousand on our own before wow. we got signed. And then when we got signed, we're like, Okay, we're not gonna do any business anymore. We're just gonna worry about music. We're gonna let them do the business. And that was a big mistake. You gotta still yeah. do the business and be involved in every aspect of it, you know. Well, a lot of these guys think that like getting signs like the end of the finish line too, and that's like the beginning oh of the God. race. That's like the beginning. Like, we like, got I, most bands don't. You know, ninety-five percent of the bands that got signed back then and had albums released, ninety-five percent of those were failures. The yeah. record labels make all of their money on five to seven percent of the bands they signed wow. back then. So think about that. You have to be one of those seven percent or five percenters that have a successful record out of the hundred percent. You know, there's when a record label has five hundred bands, three hundred bands on a label, and you're one of them, you gotta get the priority somehow. That's why we signed with RCA. They only had ZZ Top who was on their way down and they had Dave Matthews who nobody knew yet. And we're like, all right, they've got three, they got two acts. If we sign with them, we're going to get priority. If we sign with Atlantic, who wanted us, they had 300 bands. We're, we, we could be just another one of those bands that doesn't get any priority, you know? You're super on point in business for like a, a musician. I don't mean that in a rude way, but like most musicians are like, doesn't bother me at all. I, I take that as a compliment. It's I important. meant it as one. No, I meant it as one. No, I think you're, you're super on point in business compared to like most bands. Like, like I was explaining those, like, uh, like the, those 2016, like soccer rappers, they're like 16 year olds on drugs. So they're the easiest people to yeah. take advantage of in business ever. You mean like, yeah. they're, like they're, they're, they're young and stupid and also on drugs. So it makes them even dumber. So like, like then that, that's the guys the labels want. Like they don't want, they don't want guys like you that no, like you yeah. thinking that out is crazy. Like, <laughs> Like it's crazy smart for like like you seeing the fact that you wouldn't be priority on a label with like all these people. It's like most of these young kids would jump on the on the label with all the bands they heard of. No, they'd be like, oh, look at terrible. that terrible, terrible plan. No, it is, it is, and I see that like because uh, I'm not I'm not talented musically, like, but I can see the I can see obvious business moves. <laughs> like, well, mean, that's like, a business like, move. You know that where we weren't good at business was the calculated moves of you know let's let's you know let's write another freshman let's do because that is going to really solidify but like i said we just did not want to do it a good businessman would do that but we were just like i don't want to do it yeah, I mean, you boring. saw you, you saw Chubby Checker do like like the twist again or something. Yeah, like he had like, yeah. some, like some follow up thing. I mean, you don't you don't want that, and it is hilarious. I mean, you don't yeah. you don't want to be that guy, man. You don't want to be. Yeah. You want you want to keep like I think you guys like kept doing. It. I think the only thing yeah, different is like publicity goes back and forth on on acts. You mean so it's like I, yeah. I think I think your talent's still there and the, the songs are great. I mean, you, it's just like the the public awareness isn't isn't what the freshman was, and that's that's the only that's the only difference really. But I mean, yeah. you're, you're you're always one song away from that again, though. It just depends on what what picks up, what's happening, and like, yeah. and like I mean, you you have the nostalgia market plus you have the new market. It's like there's a bunch of people like like myself. I'm 35. I I had no fucking clue what was going on when that actually happened. You know what I mean? I found yeah. you guys like later, probably like uh, when I was just tearing. It was like you were in the 
because the nineties and sixties were like two American renaissances where like everyone was talented almost. So I tore through like a bunch of the nineties bands, like the, uh, around your stuff. And then like a bunch of those like sixties bands. I mean, the same thing yeah. happened like comedy. Like, I, I mean, you had like, that's when like, I mean, SNL was killing it like late sixties yeah. and like, uh, yeah. that's when music was killing it. And like, and we're in this weird pocket right now where, I mean, it's got to piss a guy like you off. You were talking about TikTok earlier. It's going to piss a guy like you off. Just seeing somebody lip sync a song and blow up and now they're famous. Like, like, like yeah. Argent. Our generations were kind of similar to like, you have to have artistic integrity also. You can't just have the views. You have to be like, to last, you have to be a good artist. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, you know, when the fortunate thing about these young kids that are signing and, and you know, the unfortunate thing is that they usually just blow all the money. But the fortunate thing <laughs> is that they've still got time to do something else, you know, True. I mean, figure it out. I mean, you know, if I were to blow up now, you know, I'd be a fucking mess. I mean, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know what to do uh, had I not had the experience I had in the 90s where we were on top of the world. Now I know what to do, you know, but we're not looking, listen, man, I mean, I just enjoy, I enjoy the day. I get to spend time with my kids. I pick them, I bring them to school, pick them up from school, make them dinner when I'm home. And then I go get to go on the road and be a rock star. It's a, it's a great life, man. No, it it's seems like life. it. No, it it's seems a great like life. It. People yeah. are so stuck on like in, in America, like there's so many artists and there's so many new people coming out there. They're stuck on like the uh, the flavor of the moment kind of thing. And I, I don't, I'm not one of those yeah. guys. I think I, I, I like taking from just like uh, anything, man, like anything that's good. I, I'm like a talent orientated person versus like, oh, man, this isn't what like. Uh, well, I'm also old, too. Like, if I was like 15, maybe I'd be more influenced by people or, or whatever. But I, I just feel like I, I don't know. There's so much to pull from right now, man. You're, you're part of yeah. pop culture. I mean, you're part of like a huge thing. And like uh like, like this is an American pop culture thing. I think that's I think that's massive, man. And I think a lot of people try to downplay because they're not getting invited to the, the parties in LA every weekend or something like that. They're like, oh man, I must not be oh the best if I'm, if I'm not partying in the hills right now. I must not be the the best person. But Seriously? I'm like, dude, a guy like you, I mean, a guy like you was pretty much anywhere, and people heard of your band though. If you, if you go to like you're you're in Ohio or some shit, you're like, yeah, I was in the Verve pipe, or, or I'm in the Verve pipe. They're like, what? What the fuck? I mean, like, you're gonna like 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 the, most of America is on this nostalgia, on this pop culture thing. I'd say the, right. I'm from the Midwest. Everybody knows who you are probably out here. Like, you mean like yeah. I'm? That's just like that was the last time music was good. It was like the '90s. So like you have like so you have like all these bands like you that that just probably would kill anywhere else. You know, anywhere I outside of LA. We have decent amount of credibility. The band does, and that you know credibility. I think credibility in my own family and in my own group of friends is important to me because that's that's that has to do with your character and the whole thing. The people that really know and love you to have that credibility. That's the credibility I uh, strive for. But I think in the general public, you know, there's a credibility there that we've we've always put on a great live show. You're never going to be disappointed coming to our show. I mean, I believe that. And we can back it up with songs and entertainment for the night, you know. And if you pick up our record, you're not going to, you might find one or two songs you don't appreciate, but the quality is going to be there. The quality of the songwriting, the lyric, the story, the sonics of it, they're all going to, it's always going to be a great album, whether or not you, it's your thing or not, that's up to you, you know. So. You guys are still killing. It. I tore through your album. Well, was, I was surprised how fast I got a guy like you on here. He's like, you like, you guys kill it, man. I was, I was just like trying to like, I'm like, I'm like, it's like one of those things. I'm like, I'm like, oh, can I get uh, the verb pipe? And they're like, yes. I'm like, really? I'm like, okay. Yeah. Uh, that was that that that. It's like one of those things. Like you just you just try a million awesome things, then awesome things happen. And I'm, but we I'm like, do so many. I do so many interviews and so much stuff that I rarely say no. I just I just don't see I don't see the point in not getting in front of another five people or 5,000 people. Why not? 
We're it's at four right now. We're trying, accessible. To get, we're trying to get to five. Uh, You're at four, uh, yeah, we're, including we're, us. You yeah, and we, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. <laughs> I, I have ambition to get to five, but I'm, I'm not quite there. <laughs> Dare to dream, brother. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get there. But no, it's crazy. And then I saw so I tore through your new album stuff. Like, yeah, because like, uh, your publicist or, like, or manager or whatever was telling me that, like, uh, like, like you, you guys want to play a uh, new song. So I was tearing through kind of just in, in anticipation of like sure. of what you wanted to play. Almost. Yeah, because like, you don't like, know. You're like, oh, no, they want to play something new. Come no, on. I like, yeah. I, well, I, thought, I understand I, that. Well, I think both. Though. I think that I asked for an old song, too, because I think like, both are good. Because I think like you'll get the yeah. you get the people that love the old stuff and like know who you are. And then the new songs for like the new people and like mostly that don't know. Like if we get to one person that doesn't know who you are, I mean, I think that's huge. I, I, I think that's I agree. the that, that's the goal for like me as a as, as a person interviewing people is like introduce people to good bands so that they stop listening to just I mean for lack of a better term complete bullshit you know right I, just, I like, agree because like 100%. when you get and junk food's cool but I mean if you only eat junk food I mean you're not <laughs> yeah. I mean it's, it's like I, I like rap and I like pop music too I mean but I, there's yeah. just so much better music out there and I'm on the and like uh, I. I, I've been getting really into country gospel, but so so I, so I can appreciate. Nice. I can appreciate a style like 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 your guys is like to where like I was watching a lot of the acoustic versions online. You guys did in there. The video quality is great. The song quality is great. So if you're listening or watching this, if you look up uh, the Verpipe's got a lot of like uh, acoustic versions of the new songs already out there, and um, yeah. they were I mean they just fucking killing it. It's a mature sound. It's like people got to watch you kind of grow up. I think with like the internet and like the and like just media in general. So I mean you come a long way from I think the freshman, which is like funny that was your first song called the freshman you know that was almost yeah. what you guys yeah, were in really the industry almost. we were that was yeah. the first verb pipe song too because that song was written in 1991 before the wow. band was even formed and then it didn't it wasn't a hit song for seven years now that's perseverance man that we is. never gave up on that song we recorded it four different times until we Whoa. got it right you know so well i think that's, that's what you gotta do no, you definitely do. People don't understand that. You need, you need to be. It's always the guys like like uh, like I'm like 35 and I'm just starting to see the shit. Happen. I've been saying the same things since I was 19, man. You mean, but I've been saying the same exact fucking things. But you know, I feel like to a degree, you know, I've evolved, but to also, but but I mean, so and now, I mean, I, I have the fucking verb pipe on my show right now. You know, that's insane. Uh, it's, okay. Just just how it goes. You know, what I mean, it's like we're getting killer musicians and stuff. It takes a long time, like you're saying, like like the seven year thing. I think it takes about 10 years to get established in entertainment because so many people are competing for it. Well, there's a tent where there's the great, um, uh, what's his name? Is it Malcolm Gladwell? The great oh, 10,000 10, hours. hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah 10,000 hours. And I, I honestly believe that that's the truth. 10,000 hours and you, you're a master. You could be a master at something. I, I've definitely put in my 10,000 hours plus oh, to bet. be good, a good writer. And I, everybody in my band has put in their hours to be good musicians and great harmonists and, uh, everything. So, you know, we've put in the time for sure no i can tell that you like especially when you're just like on like you you, you literally can just, you just had a guitar you're like okay first note was on point the songs on point. i'm like this guy's done this before huh i'm like songs before huh but uh <laughs> where could uh work but anyway yeah i'll talk for nine thousand hours we don't throw out some promise where, where should people find uh like before we get on there where should people find uh like your band that does this isn't obvious i mean people can you're on spotify you're on apple uh, yeah. music and stuff i mean where's some places people should look find up us find on stuff? social media we're very very interactive we try to answer every question you know tiktok's hard because we've got half a million views and comments and it's hard to like stay on that but you know if you follow us on instagram and follow me brian vanderark on instagram and uh you know that kind of thing you're you'll get a kick out of it because we post a lot of content we have a lot of fun now oh, you go to the website too the verfpipe.com so but um without sponsors like delta extracts this show well wouldn't exist um they have these two gram uh vape pens that basically 
it's like smoking weed or marijuana or whatever without the federal crime because it's legal. So uh, a little bit of the paranoia goes away. Um, good product, Delta Extracts. Check out uh, their link in the description and buy some stuff, support the sponsors. So this song is uh, the most popular song uh, for our band. Um, and I'm thankful for that. Even young people are into it again, so that's nice. It's called The Freshman. When I was young, I knew everything. And she, a punk who rarely ever took advice. Now I'm guilt-stricken, sobbing with my head on the floor. Stop a baby's breath. A shoe full of rice, no Can't be held responsible Cause she was touching her face I won't be held responsible She fell in love in the first place For the life of me I cannot remember what made us think that we were wise and we'd never compromise. For the life of me, I cannot believe we'd ever die for these sins. We were merely freshmen. Best friend took a week's vacation to forget her His girl took a week's worth of Valium and slept And now he's guilt-stricken sobbing with his head on the floor Thinks about her now, how he never really wept, he says Can't be held responsible Cause she was touching her face won't be held responsible She fell in love in the first place For the life of me I cannot remember What made us think that we were wise And we'd never compromise For the life of me I cannot believe we'd ever die for these sins We were merely freshmen Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. We tried to wash our hands of all of this, and we never talk of the lack in relationships. How we're guilt stricken, sobbing with our heads on the floor. We fell through the ice when we tried not to slip We'd say, can't be held responsible Cause she was touching her face I won't be held responsible She fell in love in the first place for the life of me I cannot remember what made us think that we were wise And we never compromise for the life of me 
I cannot believe we'd ever die for these sins We were merely freshmen for the life of me I cannot remember what made us think that we were wise And we'd never compromise for the life of me I cannot believe we'd ever die for these sins We were merely freshmen We were merely freshmen We were only freshmen So this song is on the new record. It's called No One's Gonna Break This Heart. And then again, in parentheses, because uh, we all uh, we all do the same things, really, in relationships. When we get our heart broken, we say we're never going to get back with somebody or we're never going to do that again. And why would it be worth it? And yet we always find a way to um, for the heart to uh, be pulled in by another's magnet and... Um, and that's essentially what the song's about. So here it is. No one's going to break this heart again. A part of you is lost and never found. When love lifts you, then it lets you down. Suffering reality, you feel the weight of gravity. It grabs you and it pulls you to the ground. And all the voices echo in your head. The resolutions you had left for dead. Once again your heart, it breaks You always make the same mistakes Expecting something different in the end and No one's gonna break this heart again No one's ever gonna get close again There's never gonna be a reason to pretend There's never gonna be another bitter end Till this heart of glass is a heart of stone Buried out there somewhere in the great unknown A solitary diamond to be left alone And no one's gonna break this heart Everything seems so intertwined The friends you had in common left behind The nights are getting longer The desperation stronger You're looking for some words, something kind A part of you that you thought slipped away Comes alive to live another day And when it's unexpected The heart is resurrected and here we are meeting half the way And no one's gonna break this heart again No one's ever gonna get close again There's never gonna be a reason to pretend There's never gonna be another bitter end Until this heart of glass is a heart of stone Buried out there somewhere in the great unknown A solitary diamond to be left alone 
and no one's gonna break this heart. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And no one's gonna break this heart again. No one's ever gonna get close again There's never gonna be a reason to pretend There's never gonna be another bitter end And now this heart of glass is a heart of stone A solitary diamond from the great unknown It's brighter than the world has ever known And no one's gonna break this heart 